and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 189 of There's No Place I Terra, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we are covering SG1, Season 8, Episode 19, Mobius, Not Strip, Part 1, of aka Back in Time. <laughs> AKA, we're getting the band back together. <laughs> You're gonna have to hold off on that one okay. for reasons that you can't know about. Okay, fine. Um my AKA was let's do the time warp again. <laughs> That's a good one too. You take a step Maybe, to the left. Uh, AKA And then it jumped to the right. AKA pop culture time travel reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AKA insert pop culture time travel reference. Basically. Uh, the other AKA, if you want a more serious one, it's technically also pop culture. Uh, the, the more less sing-songy version would be A Sound of Thunder. Oh. We'll get into that. Wow. Um, let's try to think of anything. I may have missed pop culture because I've been hardcore playing Zelda this week. Anything? Well, oh. Oh, guys. Yeah. The release date for The Last of Us came out, which I know oh, doesn't matter to you. I Well, here's the thing. Can I be honest? It's one of the the single reason why I would ever consider... Not the single reason, but one of the main reasons I'd ever consider getting a PlayStation. Uh-huh. It's the greatest fucking games ever created. I may just live at your house for... I cried. Well, like... A lot. I'll let you guys play the trailer. it and beat it, and then yeah. I'll live at your house to yeah. play it. No, Jesse and I are taking the day off. Yeah. To play. Yeah. Um, I'm really sad because the Ellie edition is already sold out. There's um, an Ellie edition? That I need it. I need, What's there's, the difference between that edition and the normal edition? Oh, there's four editions. There What's is a the digital. There's a digital. There's a special digital. There's an ex- a collector's edition, and there's an Ellie edition. Okay. The Ellie edition is the only one that comes with an Ellie replica backpack, which I need. Oh, okay. Um, all the others come with all the other fun stuff, like a race, like her um, Firefly bracelet, a bracelet thing, mm-hmm. a bunch of pins, a hardcover art. Does one of them come with just like Yasha? Um, no, Ellie is not Yasha <laughs> in no, the no. slightest. No, 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 I'm not saying they are. Uh-huh. I just... Never. I mean, I'll be honest, that may... Don't cross streams. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just one of those people who, I'm not going to lie, one of the main reasons I sort of wanted to play it, besides the fact that it's apparently one of the greatest yeah. fucking games of all time, is Ashley Johnson. Look, Ashley Johnson is incredible. She is so incredible that she does not play the same character twice. Yeah. Which is really where I'm coming from. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, Ashley Johnson is the greatest. She's really freaking cool. Ellie is Ellie in itself, and nothing else is quite like her. Not Pike, not Yasha, oh, not yeah. anything I, else I, she's ever done. I, mean, I was not yeah, yeah, yeah. doing it. I just... I love, 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 love this um, trailer that we finally got to see, a nice long extended one. Um, I may have bawled my eyes out. Well, it's really fun for those of us who know nothing about the first game. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You should definitely play the first game first. I know, but I, I don't... Come over, we'll play it over a weekend. We'll do it over a weekend. We'll play it on easy. It's gorgeous. The story is the thing. 
You'll have to deal with a couple of the jump scares, but that's just life. I run into... Cordyceps are shitty and the worst. <laughs> I, hope, into, I hope someone uh, who listens also plays. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just talking to myself right now. No, I'm just saying, I run into, um, I run into, I think, about six bad guys in Zelda that uh-huh. I've just noped the fuck out of. I love that it's Zelda and you've noped them. <laughs> I'm going to have to play with the lights on when we play Last of Us. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, I haven't noped out of them because of, like, it's scary. They're just, they're too difficult oh, for me yeah. to beat, and yeah. I just get frustrated, so I nope out of there until I have more <laughs> shit to come back and beat yeah. them. Yeah, no, it's it's great stuff, and it's Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker are our leads, but the whole entire cast is amazing, and I'm just really excited to see where the story's going. Um, we played the DLC, the Ellie-centric DLC. I will not give it away for anyone who hasn't played it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love video games that can tell me a story and what's Um, interesting is i actually rarely play linear video games i love it and then i i I can't tell you to me there's just an immersion that happens yeah yeah, 100 um i just i appreciate good writing in every format and to me there's this evolution of like of movies and and and, and TV shows mm-hmm. that it's kind of to sub- submerge you into it, um, and video games can do that. Well, and it's it's just I've mentioned it before. I'm only now starting it into single player games. Yeah, the games that would have a storyline. Sure. So I just never played them, and right now yeah. I'm playing Breath of the Wild, which is not a linear story Not a, game. well no it's just sandbox it's, it's just sandbox game yeah so um, it's and that's why i'm 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 kind of excited to start getting into some of those actual linear story games because yeah. i've never played them before you should play something like journey um okay it's like a two-hour game mm-hmm. if you're playing it um and it's it's just completely sub. you just kind of have to allow it to take you over mm-hmm. um there's no directions there's no human people in it. I, I do like a lack of humanity in the game. There's that, just it's just humans, really interesting. Not human, yeah. human, you, just, no humanity, okay, just I'm kill good. everything. <laughs> anyway, it's super great. I'm super looking forward to it. I cannot wait. Um Naughty Dog has been my number one since Crash Bandicoot the end. I didn't know that was the same company. It's the same company. <laughs> I'm telling you, if if look, if Naughty Dog called me up right now and they said quit your life come work with us i'd be like right now right now i just love what they do i absolutely love what they do um okay enough of that so (laughs) that's my big pop culture thing for the week march 18th 2005 (laughs) the first last of us came out i mean sorry uh story in this one is by everyone involved with writing (laughs) all of the people it was technically written written by joe paul directed by mr deloise I'm going to apologize now for the ice cubes that yeah. you guys are going to hear. I don't know how the fuck I would edit those out. Nope. We, uh, so we, we normally, are having a drink that has ice in it. We normally don't put ice cubes in our drink. I think I think what reason. we do is we put like two big ones yep. so they like just don't make sounds. But I fucked that up. No, it's fine. And it's put, not like, a fun. It's just life. I just want to mention to people that we can hear it. And if it bothers you, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, it, it's by far the least offensive sound I'm offended by ice cubes. <laughs> in this 
podcast. Get yeah, fair. So, guest stars. We got one. We got them all. We got Stephen <laughs> Hewlett. We got Donna <laughs> Davies. We got Robin Wisen back as St. Major Samuels. We haven't seen in seasons. Come and get your guest stars. We have Colin Cunningham Bay, this mag- major mustache. Come and get your guest stars. And come and get your guests. Come and get your guests. Come and get your guests now. Guests now. <laughs> Uh, and in that I know that guy moment of the episode is <laughs> Alessandro Giuliani, I believe. Okay. Um, he is also in Scorched Earth episode back when they were terraforming that planet. Which character is this one? Oh, he plays uh, Gatep. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but most people know him outside of Stargate as either Gata on Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Or more recently, Dr. Serbius. On Sabrina the Teenage, or oh. the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, I guess the technical name the is. Chilling Adventures. Oh, right, right. Who is also, spoilers, I won't say. Oh, oh, exciting. Yeah, because I haven't, I'm not caught okay. up on Sabrina I'm really glad I didn't say I'm that. I'm really then. glad you didn't either. You know, it's a great thing for you to watch with Halloween coming up. I, I think I will watch it. Um, I have learned my schedule is crazy crazy right now Mm -hmm. um i'm still adjusting to it trying to figure out how to be a person um but i've learned that i have a solid 15 minutes a day to myself so so it took me a week to watch an episode of dead like me oh but it's okay like i've chosen this life yeah you're almost there i am almost there almost there (laughs) so a fun fact um he also has a degree in opera and vocal in performance. opera. I know. I don't even know you could do that. I mean, you literally know someone else who has that. Yeah, I, I guess I did, and I yeah. didn't even think of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, in, here's, so, the last few seasons mm-hmm. of Stargate, the finale was written in such that it could also be a season finale. Okay. So... Here, they designed to be season finale. Spoiler alert, it went on for two more seasons. Yeah, I, I have, you do feel this wrap-up feeling. Imagine, imagine as the people making the show, yeah. every single time. Might be the last. It's like, imagine every single year planning your funeral. Yeah. Holy moly. So take that in consideration, especially when you're watching Mobius Part 2. Yeah, okay. Um, and... I won't say what the changes are. Okay. But there are changes after these two episodes. Okay. And I feel like I've been flip-flopping back and forth on whether to tell you this. Oh, boy. But I feel like if you were watching for the first time, you would see news articles mentioning this. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to tell you. Oh, God. I'm so scared. That after... This this two-parter, after this finale, Richard Dean Anderson is not a regular cast member on the show anymore. Snap. So just put that into your image viewing space of this episode. He moves to a lake in Antarctica (laughs) where he can regularly sit on the chair. Uh Uh-huh. I'm checking one thing. Okay. 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 Um, but I feel like watching that episode, you would know this just because of oh. press coming out about it. I so. wonder, 
I really have been going back and forth, and people have asked me if I was going to tell you. Wowza. So, yes. After this two-parter, he is not a regular anymore. So he doesn't okay. disappear. Okay, okay, okay. But he's not a regular. Okay. Jack dies. Okay. And becomes ascended. Uh-huh. But then comes to them in dreams. Okay. Do you want to save those predictions until you see the second half? Nope. I'm okay. going to predict all day long. That's fine. I'm going to predict gonna every predict. You're going to predicting as we yep. roll. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep my, my heart safe. <laughs> we start with fun fact time on the episode, though. Oh. We have a brand new spaceship on Earth. Yes. The Daedalus. The da- is, that's like Daedalus and Icarus, right? And Icarus yeah. is the one who flew too close to the sun. Uh-huh. This, okay, you know this. It's the Greek tale of Daedalus and Icarus. And Icar- Daedalus was the inventor, I think. I hope I don't have them backwards. One is the inventor well, and one is the inventor. I do know Icarus son. is the one that flew too far. Okay, so then Daedalus is the inventor, the, the guy, the dad. And he invents these wings and he's like, but they're they're made out of wax and things. So don't fly too high because then the heat will burn you up. But Icarus was like, fuck you, I do what I want. And then flew too close to the sun and then dropped and then died. I mean, it is probably good that they named the... The ship after Daedalus, then another. The inventor and the giver of wings. How cool! So, it is fancier than Prometheus. It is bigger than Prometheus. It is more advanced than Prometheus, and it's in its final shakedown cruises now. So, I'm for it. Daniel does really hope that this time, if it travels to another galaxy, that they all get to go to another galaxy because pretty much all the big villains in this place. We I wiped mean, them. We've never done with them. Yeah, guys. And we get a teal indeed. <laughs> we've eradicated gold. <laughs> well, I mean, there, there's a couple gold left, but there's no replicators. What's yeah? There's there's no. Like, as long as everybody takes their gold vaccination, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no Anubis. There's no replicators. Like we're, all, our bad guys are running low. Yeah, we're running low on bad guys. Can so, you imagine? A phone call comes in for Daniel, uh-huh. and Catherine Langford has died. Okay, so this moment is sad, yes. but I want to take the time to tell a funny story. Okay. I keep calling her Catherine Lenningham, <laughs> and those of you who have also watched West Wing know it fits why <laughs> I keep calling her Lenningham, but now my backstory for Mrs. Lenningham... Uh-huh. Is not just the one that involves Jed Bartlett, but oh, also you know. she traveled around the like through the Stargate with 100%. her dad. Langford Lanningham. Yeah, hundred percent. Hyphenated. Like, Lanningham is her married name. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Uh, that is actually the, the 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 daughter that we see. That is Mrs. Yes. Lanningham's daughter. Yep, I'm yep. for it. I like it very much. Yep. Good times. <laughs> um. I also just love that Daniel and Catherine still spoke to each other on a, of course on a they super did. regular basis. I, I mentioned, well, it's like the one person he can probably tell things to. Yeah, because she pretty much has the security yeah. clearance. She's like, dude, guess what? I died. Imagine <laughs> imagine that conversation. Imagine that conversation with Daniel and, and Catherine Langford. He's like, so I died. Yeah. And she's like, she takes it in stride. Like uh-huh. these, She's like, I wondered why I hadn't heard from you in a while. <laughs> Like, that's the, the ex- extent of her reaction. Pretty much. Um, and she's like, cool. What was it like? Yeah. Do you think she gets to be ascended? I don't know. I, I don't know if, I mean, here's the thing. She would have had to ascend on her own. Right. Because Oma is busy. Sure. So, the- But if anyone's got the, like, gumption to get herself ascended. True. 
I don't know. I somehow don't see Catherine. She seems too stubborn. Fair. To be calm enough to ascend. Catherine Lane. If that makes sense. Um, I think she wouldn't want to. She'd be like, nope, where's my dad? Yeah. Where's my guys? Also, do not fear. Uh, mm-hmm. This was not done because the actress died. Oh, good. Um, Elizabeth Thank Hoffman God. is still here and rocking it at 92 years Fuck old. Fuck yes! Also, because I was looking that up, I completely forgot that she was Grandma Ruth in Dante's Peak. Oh, wow. What? Yeah, yeah. Grandma in the boat. That was her. <laughs> Holy moly. Also, I really want to watch Dante's Peak. It is a horrible film. I'm trying to remember it. Like, I know the name's like, where am I? Uh, it's the one that had um, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And like the boat scene. It's a thriller. It's the thriller it's, one. It's, like weird. It's a, uh, it's, it's, hey, the volcano's going and we have to run away. Yes. Natural disaster type one. I do one. know it. Yes. Um, but there's the infamous scene with the acid lake. That's the real thing that happens. Okay. okay. I didn't know if you'd remember that. I, it's like the one scene from Dante's Peak. I know. It. I know all of the things. Why wouldn't I? But I won't give spoilers away. I know everything's. And credits. We're going back in time. So when we come back, we see Daniel eulogizing Um, He has no idea where he would be today if he had not met her well no soon <laughs> i mean she started everything yep and i'm a little surprised at least that sam didn't also come to the funeral at least sam that's fair i guess he was the only one that had a true relationship with her though he he did to me it's more of i don't know if sam would have gone for Catherine, but i think feel like sam would have gone to support daniel more it's, like. yeah it's possible that he was didn't like ask. i need to do this on my own or, or yeah or maybe it was like a very private thing what did you it was just one of those where it's a place that i would have imagined sure that she would be like i'm here for you bro yeah that's um, but the camera stops on a tall redhead. Of course. Who is clearly someone. Yeah. And it turns out that She's she Peggy's is niece. Mrs. Lanningham's daughter. <laughs> it's Catherine's niece. Yeah. Uh, Sabrina Gosling. Yeah. And uh, just, it's her married name. Daniel wastes no time. No time. Uh, and Catherine, talking about whips. Kath- oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Catherine spoke of uh, Daniel often, and Sabrina always imagined Indiana Jones with whip and a pistol chasing mm-hmm. bad guys through the temple. And Daniel says he left his whip at home, and she says so did she. <laughs> Quick change subjects. Sure, no big deal. Um. So apparently, Catherine left her raw pendant to Daniel. Hmm. And her niece. <laughs> I mean. They're both good looking. I mean, he's yeah. like, why not? Exactly. She's like, meh, sure. I'm not saying, like, you know, they're going to get married or anything. No, no. I'm saying they're They're grieving. both consenting adults. And, and they're grieving. And they're grieving. And they're beautiful. And they're Sometimes talking about whips. people just need, you know, uh-huh. to grieve. Um, <laughs> so there's a couple I'm other grieving. odds and ends that Catherine wanted Daniel to have. So she's just going to ship them there. Uh-huh. No big deal. Just a couple of things. A few days later, Jack is waiting by Daniel's office while Siler leads a delivery team. Uh Those odds and ends fill up Daniel's entire office. It's a full... um, I'm going to go back to Gilmore Girls. Yep. It's a full um, uh, Emily Gilmore when she's mad at Lorelai 
and she starts just shipping all of Lorelai's oh. childhood things to her house, <laughs> yeah. where she's like, fine, if you're not going to talk to me, I'm uh-huh. going to make you notice me by shipping all of your childhood things to your house. It's like Catherine's entire antiquities collection, mm-hmm. and Jack prefers stamps. <laughs> I love, too, um, how everyone's like, ah, fuck, what's this? But you know that Daniel's like, this is the best thing that has ever happened in like, life. Yeah, no, Daniel... Daniel may need to change his pants. Yeah. This like, is the most exciting find. This is this is every Christmas rolled into one. Yes. Yes. He's just going to like Scrooge mucked up, dive into those boxes. Like, Daniel will be in his bunk. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That sounds right. So in, in the briefing room, SG-13 is showing Jack all the rock samples that oh. just right up Jack's alley. So exciting. So interesting. He's super into it. And Daniel rushes in. He doesn't want to interrupt. But no, no, if it is important, you must interrupt. For the sake of America. Gosh darn it, it is. Rock Guy, the look on Rock Guy's face is like, fucking SG-1. (laughs) Do you think they're like not liked? They're like the popular kid where everyone else is like, fuck these guys. I think there's a little bit of like... Of course they always get preferential treatment. Sure. Of course they get to interrupt mm-hmm. whenever they want. They get to do whatever the hell they want. All oh, the time. it's SG-1. Blah, blah, of course blah, they blah, get blah. the good offices. I of mean, course they get to go at the convenient time in the morning and don't have to leave the base at 6 a.m. Sure. on missions. Yeah, absolutely. They get to do whatever they want. They uh-huh. get all the pizza parties. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they worked for it. Sure. But still... I think there's a little... So it's like, can we be not so blatant in our favoritism? There's a little bit of favor. Because, you know, it's Jack. He's not really subtle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with uh, the favoritism. Well, he's like, well, they're my favorite, so I'm going to treat them the favorite. The end. Basically. So, um, Daniel thinks he found a, Z- a ZPM. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's actually important. Yeah. That's cool. And Daniel basically bounces his way out of the office. Yeah. I am so happy now. This is my happiest times. Not just because I had sex. So, <laughs> so all of SG-1 is down in the lab now. And Daniel shows them an original 1889 book called The Eye of the Sun. It's the only known copy to exist. And it details customs and rituals of the worshippers of Ra. Interesting. And while flipping through it, as you do, mm-hmm. he noticed a drawing that looks looks like one of them has Ra, and he's holding what looks like, suspiciously, like a ZBM. Huh. Imagine. They call it the Heart of Light. Oh, fancy time. It's like the heart of the ocean. Yeah. It's it's missing Imagine right now. wearing that, though, on your neck. I know. Like, but it's missing, and it's actually done at the bottom of the sea. With yeah, and, the, and the, the chain that you would have to have to carry that thing around your neck. Maybe that's what actually sunk the Titanic. Because it, <laughs> it wasn't thrown into the ocean after the Titanic. Sure. It was already there. It was like, oh, fuck. Well, I guess and, like, this the is icebergs the were attracted to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, <laughs> no one ever found said ZPM because it's down with the Titanic. Mm. So back in the briefing room, Sam tells them that, look, we did satellite research. We know how to detect these things. It is nowhere in Egypt. Hmm. Um, we would be, they, it's like not buried. They don't know where it is. There's no signatures. Um, so it's either not there or it's depleted. Right. And Tina's like, it's probably not depleted because they didn't know what the fuck it was. Right. They wouldn't have known how to use it. Everything's still in there. Better odds that Rod took it with them when he left. Mm-hmm. So we don't know where it is now, <laughs> but we knew where it was then 
you know. Daniel's Giza. already done all of the math. Three thousand years ago is already in ancient or, Egypt. Three thousand BC. <laughs> um, seems like you can't you can't be serious. Oh, but I am. Jack's like what? <laughs> and then he goes, it's the only way. He's like, we're going back in time. Jack's like what? Sam's like, we agreed. Daniel's like, tell me what the fuck you people are talking about. And then he just starts doing the time warp. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that is actually the rate, the way you travel back in time. By doing the time, the time warp. warp. We should try it more often. We just often. need more people. We don't have enough energy built up. Oh, we need like a large, like a mass time warp. Yeah. Now, is it like if everyone does it, does one person get to go through? I think, and maybe, I okay. think you have to have, like, a large amount of people surrounding one person and build up, that the, person does the, build up the sexual energy of the oh, time Oh, sure, form. sure, sure. And then that person needs to be wearing fishnets. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and red lipstick. And, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how, the only way. It's the, the only, only way. way you time travel. <laughs> <laughs> um, what if we just send Tim Curry? I mean, that is the best ambassador. <laughs> it's the best ambassador I'm we I'm very have. excited about this. Tim Curry. <laughs> some world legend. <clears throat> so, Sam, we, uh, we, have, a, we have a time ship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we can back to the future this shit. Yep. But Sam is like, look. Or I should say Jack was like, look, Sam, you wouldn't even let me go back in time to watch the Cubs win the World Series. <laughs> Which reminder, for those of you who don't follow sports ball, mm-hmm. this is in 2005. At that time, the last time the Cubs had won the World like Series. hundred years ago. 1908. Oh, damn, I was close. Yeah. They did win in 2016. But at this time, they hadn't won in almost 100 years. It's the curse. Because so, it's the curse. Dino's like, look, we can go back really quick really subtle grab it be home by lunch no big deal just no big swing deal. swing by run an errand yeah i just gotta run an errand into ancient egypt no big what i can't believe is that sam agrees to this shit i love there is no way sam would agree to this i think she she being around these guys has highly influenced who she is as a person <laughs> she's learned to enjoy being a little bit of a chaos muppet a little bit of a chaos i mean the woman blew up a son she's but not still, that regulated that by is normal not the rules. same as like modifying the timeline like like she's really aware of it but there's an itch that she wants to scratch now that they're like come on dude you want to try it just try it just try it so no one at area 51 has been able to get the ship working flying doing mm-hmm. anything because apparently no one in area 51 has the ata gene yeah apparently no nope. like you know about the ata gene yeah 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 um, you, you would be doing magic things. But Jack can fly easily. So Daniel tried dangling the, we can power the chair, mm-hmm. we can dial the... You can do all the galaxy. fun things. Sam's like, uh-huh, we can do all those things. And Jack just doesn't respond. It's like they were just waving the bit. Come on. It's like when I'm trying to get Drakey to come in the house. Yeah. It's like, come on, buddy. Mama's got treats. And he's like, I don't know. Hunting in the backyard is kind of fun. I'm like... But look what's inside the house. Inside the house, there is bacon. And he's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. I'm going to think about it. But I can get gecko tails out here. Yeah, all of them. (laughs) So Um, in a crazy accelerated time rate of this episode continues. mm -hmm. And now SG-1's just in orbit, ready to go back in time. Gotta go. 
We we skipped the montage. We definitely skipped the montage yeah. for time concerns. <laughs> and Jack's like, shouldn't we try a smaller leap first, like maybe 1908? Hmm. Comes. Hmm. But apparently the ancients were smart. And the time machine uh, basically won't let you jump back any smaller time. No, it's like, listen, years. fucker, I know what you're trying yeah. to do. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably just lying. The, yeah. The time ship can go wherever the fuck it wants. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and yeah, Jack just thinks 5,000 years ago and the time warp happens. And well, then, I wanted to, I don't want to push past this because he's like, do we have any particular day in yeah. time? And I want to... Uh, point out how impressive Michael Shanks' acting is. Because he f- goes full... This is a face that only Ascended Daniel could make. Like, the like his entire face says, you'll know what the right thing to do is. Just in his face. It's just like, okay, so so nothing from you. Got yeah, it. Okay. Yep, yep. It's, it's very, like... Rafiki. It's very, it's very yeah. uh-huh. Mr. Miyagi. Very it's much. every single person who knows better. That's Yoda. the face. Yeah. yeah. He just gives it the, the face. It's just the face. And it's like, fuck The you. mentor face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but they jump back and radios don't work and all the stars are different, which happens because stars move. I love that Teal'c's like, the stars have changed. I know all the things. Uh-huh. I am Teal'c all the time forever. <laughs> nothing changes me well and it's one of those things where again i would expect jack to notice that too because we forget the whole jack is an amateur astronomer background but that's what i mean jack's like oh i guess that's true and notices it after but Tuke's like always aware always aware will not be caught off guard they've done it they have gone back in time so they land they star trek they're doing it peter they're doing it Okay, okay. Um, everyone remember where we parked. Mm-hmm. They're dressed in their <laughs> Abydos robes, basically. Yeah. Uh, Daniel is seriously nerding out hardcore about how he'll get proof that the Great Pyramids were predate the Fourth Dynasty, and he wants to get as much footage as he can on his recorder, and it's, even though he's not going to be able to tell anyone about it, but he's going to know that he yeah. was right. Uh-huh. Take a breath. Just so you have <laughs> reference. Yeah. They say the Great Pyramids will be were built between tw- one, 2560 BCE, so like... There went to about 3,000 BCE. Okay. So it's about... Before that. 400 and change years before the Great Pyramids. Right. Almost, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Almost By 500 to years. modern historical According to standards. modern history. Yeah. Yes. So according to modern history, where they landed, they should not have seen the pyramids. Yes. Got it. Uh, and Sam emphasizes again, minimal interactions <laughs> in and out. No, no touching. Timeline. Keep your buckery. hands and body inside the yeah. ride at all times. Keep your hands in your pockets. This is a China shop. Yeah. Do not it's touch like, anything. Remember your first field trip when you're little? Yeah. And they're like, touch nothing. Go nowhere. Don't hang on to your anything. buddy. And don't talk to anybody other than parts of the people that are here with you. Chaperones only. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see a scenic shot of the village, and Daniel was right. The two major pyramids on the Giza Plateau, as well as the Sphinx, are all there. Super cool. Um, and Where would you go? Oh, God. Like, where if you had to go to, like, a big giant jump, you yeah. can't go back 200 years, you can't go back 400 years, mm-hmm. where would you go? Well, here's the thing. Part of me... Would always like to say that I would go to, like, the Renaissance or something. Mm-hmm. But let's be real. That's a really shit time to go. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. disgusting there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. If I could, if it had to be more than a couple hundred years, I'm not entirely sure. Or let's say this. If you had to go to the same time that they went, where in the world would you go? Oh, 3000 BCE. Where would I go? You know, I might just because part of me feels like I would, I would, I would, I would uh, accumulate, or, uh, what's, what's, um, acclimate, acclimate, yeah, acclimate weller than some other places is, um, I would head up to, (laughs) shocker, uh, Scotland or (laughs) Scandinavia. Nice. I would go to North America. I'm actually Googling it now. I don't know when people came across, but I, I would want to either. see what it looked like untouched. That's true. I would That'd want really to. Cool. I would want to go back to where I was born and raised and see my valley, and see because the landscape is mm-hmm. so specific yeah. that I'd want to see what it looked like then. That's true. And see how much of that water, and how much like how much of those mountains had slid mm-hmm. and how much were still standing what if it was like an actual beach that you could walk to like a nice big shallow space that would be super cool that would be cool or what if the water was up higher or what if it was you know what i mean like I what if all go, that was like, under i just want to go viking some shit yeah um Jumping that would be that raids. makes sense yeah just basically see our own histories <laughs> yeah i like it okay um, so, Daniel chats with some locals, who mm-hmm. I think are confused at Daniel's rusty ancient Egyptian, um, but the two are Katept and, I don't remember, brother who's going to die. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're, sure, 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 sure. They're heading tomorrow to Ra's temple to make an offering, but yeah. they have offered to put SG-1 up for the night, so that's nice. I mean, you know, I want to point out something. I feel like Sam should have hit her banks. I mean, there's a lot of things that probably should have been hidden. Well, more. sure. The fact that she's a woman. <laughs> yeah. A. But mostly, like, the blonde woman, probably not commonly seen. Well, especially when they say that they came from the east. Yes. You could have said north. Mm-hmm. And that would have maybe made more sense. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it would have just been like... You're different. We'll kill you now. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> all of them except for one of them have skin tones fair. about five shades lighter. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, there was a lot of traveling. Sure. There were a lot of traveling. There were there were fair-skinned people traveling through Egypt, That's, but yeah. not as common. Yeah. I, I mean, Jack is, they would think, is pale because yeah. he's at least weathered a little. Yeah. <laughs> but they'd be like, you two. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Have you seen sun before? Yeah. But the blue eyes and the there blonde hair. There was no hair, sunscreen back then. Yeah, the blue eyes and the blonde hair. They'd either be like, "You're either a god, or we have to kill you." Yeah. There's no one between. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Sam was hoping that they wouldn't even have to stay a full night mm-hmm. because she keeps worrying that she's going to step on a bug and change the future. She's going full Hermione this episode. Full, full Hermione. Hermione Granger. She's like, "Y'all are going to fuck something up." Uh huh. And they're like, "Yes, we are." Yep. <laughs> And, you know, they can't, halfway just, there. they can't just waltz into Ra's temple. Like, that's not a thing. Like, not even a consideration. Th- so it's like, you've been watching way. too much Looney Tunes. It's not going to work like that. <laughs> uh, so they just have to play it cool. Mm-hmm. Jack's just wondering what's for dinner. Sure. So the idea of going back in time, stepping on a butterfly, changing the course of human events, mm-hmm. otherwise mm-hmm. known as the butterfly effect. Whoa. It's almost like they should make a movie called that. Well, 
to be fair, it was a thing before the movie. Oh, I know. Um, it was said to have been coined or at least became popular mm-hmm. by a Ray Bradbury story in 1952 Ooh. called A Sound of Thunder. <sighs> Fantastic story. Quick read. I mean, it was one of the ones like in pulp magazines and stuff. Yeah. And um, it is set in 2055 with a company called Time Safari Inc. That lets people go with a lot of money, go Mm -hmm. back in time and hunt dinosaurs. And they have all these rules about what you're allowed to do, what you're allowed to hunt. You can only kill something that's about to die minutes later. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And needless to say, shit goes wrong. Yeah. And the main guy stumbles off the path. Sure, sure, sure. And when they get back to the future, a bunch of stuff is noticeably different. And he looks at his shoe and he's noticed he stepped on a butterfly. No, butterfly. Um, there is a movie version that... Okay, there's a movie version of A Sound of Thunder. Okay. I'm not talking about the butterfly effect. Right. I think butterfly effect is a movie that if you go back and watch later, uh-huh. surprisingly better than... I've never watched it. Um... I think when it first came out, I was like, what the hell is this? When you go back and, like, watch it again, better hmm. than I originally thought. Cool, cool, A Sound cool. of so Thunder? Up. Don't watch Sound of Thunder. How old is Sound of Thunder? Oh, it's, like, mid-2000s. Oh, okay. In my head, it was, like, black and white. <laughs> no, don't watch it, though. Okay, got it. Still don't got watch it. it. Don't watch Sound of Thunder. Um, we will remake it with puppets. Well, there's also a remake that you've with probably puppets? heard. Not with puppets, <laughs> but there's probably a remake that you have seen before. Okay. It was on Simpsons Treehouse of Horror 5. <laughs> nice. Uh, which well, we know episode, Jack's seen it. This this episode has a number of references to oh, it. Sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, which, to be fair, half a spoiler, not a full spoiler, to the point of the final line in Treehouse of Horror 5 story and the final line mm-hmm. of the next episode are the same <gasps> i like that yeah. um so the science half of this uh-huh science according to stargate haven't had one in a yeah. while because we've covered most of the shit they talk about on uh-huh. the series. um edward lawrence was a mathematician and meteorologist he was an early leader in like computer-aided meteorology uh-huh meteor <laughs> yep and um was running some weather models in 1961 like multi-month predictions. Okay. And he wanted to sort of resequence some data, so he started like in the middle, and for reasons mm-hmm. that are computers in the 1961 reasons, um, he puts in as one of the twelve variables, zero point five oh six instead of zero point, sorry. 605 or 506. I've transnumbered. The point is, is that one of them was six digits long and the other one's three digits long. Okay. So he he missed three decimal points, putting in one of these variables. Okay. And when he got back from having coffee, the results were wildly different. Wowza. Math. And he started studying... Our whole world runs on math. Yeah, and he started studying then sort of the concepts of modern chaos theory. Wowza. And in his paper a few years later, he stated, One meteorologist remarked that if the theory is correct, one flap of a seagull's wings would be enough to alter the course of weather forever. And the controversy has not yet been settled, but most recent evidence seems to favor the seagulls. (gasps) Go, seagulls, go. What if the seagulls know? And they're like, fuck you, humans, here comes a hurricane. (laughs) 
And then, uh, well, maybe they're mad at us. Either we've probably done something to seagulls. Probably. And they're like, they don't even know that we can control all of their weather. I mean, Canada geese deserve it, but seagulls may not have. (laughs) Um, But also people were like, hey, maybe not use seagulls and maybe use butterflies instead. Um, Seagulls. So, yeah. I like it. (laughs) Wowza. So the very next day at Ra's Temple, Mm -hmm. after probably having something that was not appetizing to Jack for dinner. Sure, sure, sure. Um, as they head to Ra's temple, as she one heads in the back, while Katep and his brother bring the offerings in of jewelry. Sounds good. In comes Ra, in all his glory. We haven't seen him for ages. This is really cool. It's like the sick-ass, old-school, gold uh-huh. headpiece garbage thing. Slaves and headmaidens abound. Let's do it. It's, it's opulent. Uh-huh. It's grandiose. To the point of, like, they bring his chair for him. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't carry him in. It's like, just shy. Of yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Um, they show him the jewelry they brought. Ra's not amused, mm. and he will not tolerate such disrespect from his followers. What a jerk. And the guards threaten to kill the brother. Mm-hmm. Jerk Jack starts to take his gun out. He's like, "Look, I can kill Ra now, not due to five thousand years." Imagine how much he would have changed, <laughs> dude. Definitely not that. Definitely don't do that. Sam's like, you can't do that. Yeah, she's like, no, 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 no. It's shitty to watch this, but you're going to have to let this guy die. Yeah. That, again, another SG uh, Stargate pattern, like yeah. watching people die. Uh-huh. Why? Why are the writers so tortured? So um, they watch as Katep's brother is killed. Uh, mm-hmm. Ra the Jaffa, everyone else leaves. <laughs> Ra the Jaffa. of jewelry. And leave Katep to help carry his brother's body out. Ra the Jaffa is like his um, wrestler name. And in this corner, it's Ra the Jaffa! So, sneaking around, SG-1 follows the Jaffa. Mm-hmm. And the basically, wherever the treasure room is, that's where the ZPM will be. Yeah. So, they zat a Jaffa guard. Sure, sure, sure. Talk about old school. We see Teal Yeah. some shiny... We're not going to worry about the butterfly wings right now. We'll nope. just kill this guy anyway. Well, I mean, they may not be dead dead. Sure. They just... You know, zatted him and tied him up. That's true. <laughs> um, but we even get the Transformer-style helmet that we haven't seen in ages. It's so cool. I love the The animation to me feels like Large Marge uh-huh. from, uh, from, what is it, Pee-wee? One of the Pee-wee things? Something, something. Anyway, um, it's just really fun to see the old school stuff again. You can tell that they were aiming for a callback to, like, the early A seasons. little retro look, yeah. yeah. And I also love how they're like, we animated it up. We're not going to see it come back down nope. again. Fuck all this budget. <laughs> <laughs> Words are hard. Um. So yeah, Tilk would go in, mm-hmm. take some treasure. I love how easily he like sets into it. He's so comfortable being like, "Yeah, I'll bike out this." Yeah, no I've problem. done this for a very long time. And the rest of the team waits mm-hmm. and waits, and eventually we hear Jafar footsteps approaching. They almost at him until Tilk, not putting his head down, no. Just shows them the ZPM. It's like, look, I did it. I love the ZPM. Again, also old school, the way our little treasures look. It looks like candy. I Uh want to eat it. Uh, It's like a never-ending, like, popsicle Remember those, I think it's like Astro Pops? They They were popsicles. Yeah. Not the ice cream ones, but they were actual popsicles. It's the exact same colors. Oh, I do It was like a yellow and a red and a green. Um, I'm going to find them. Okay. Okay. But, but um, it was easy peasy, in and out. 
until they're heading back to the ship and there's a shit ton of Jafar standing around their invisible but covered in sand puddle jumper. Oh, I do remember that. It's an astrobot. I do remember that. Okay, now. we're done. 100%. <laughs> they got really disgusting halfway through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. one ever finished that. Nope, there's no, there's no need to. It was really just a way to, for your parents to keep you quiet. Basically. They're like, here you go, suck on this for a while. Yeah, here's a bunch of sugar. Yeah. We need you quiet now. We don't care about later. Yeah, we're not going to worry about the consequences. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they, it looks like we have to move quickly because mm-hmm. they're about to call reinforcements and if they haven't already. And Sam again reminds them, what have I been saying? Over and over this entire episode, we cannot do anything to change the timeline. Seriously, guys, can we just take a minute and absorb my words? Yeah. Because you're clearly not paying attention at all. Like, even if we naturally can easily take out all these Jaffa by uh-huh. ourselves, that's not the point. The point is, is we can't take out all these guys yeah. by ourselves. We could, but we shouldn't. We shouldn't. And they don't <laughs> know what the word. ship is. They don't know it is a ship. They're uh-huh. not going to be able to decloak it. No one has the ATA gene. Like, mm-hmm. it's just this weird, invisible myth thing for them yep. right now. Yeah. Preserve the timeline. Keeping the timeline is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it is already altered. Yeah. We cannot alter it anymore. Yeah. I shouldn't have ever let us do this. Duh, Sam. No, you shouldn't. It's too though. late now. It's just we live here. We're, we did this. We in, we here now. So they start walking away now, single file, like Sam people, to hide <laughs> the numbers. And uh, Jack's like, "Well, the fuck do we do now? We just like live our lives out in Egypt." I guess we live here now. And uh, Sam's like, "Well, we know there's gonna be rebellion in a couple years. We don't know how many years. We might be able to get the <laughs> ship out then. What if it was like twenty years?" Can you yeah. imagine? It's like, fuck, where is this thing already? So Jack is not happy about all this. Mm-hmm. And Daniel does know how they can actually get the ZPM back to their own timeline. Yes. A month ago, relative to our time, there was an archaeological dig that mm-hmm. uncovered a First Dynasty tomb near Giza. Yep. And we can just bury shit in that tomb. We're gonna build a time machine. It's a, a time really capsule. Time. I mean, we are time well, it's travelers. A, it's a time capsule. We just go in one direction. Yeah. We're going to build a time capsule. It's uh, going to be... Did you ever do that? Build yeah. a time capsule in your school? Uh-huh. We built one in our school. And then also, I got to be at Disneyland when they buried a time capsule on, I think it was like the 40th anniversary of Disneyland. And I think That's they're going to cool. open it on the 80th anniversary. That's cool. I'm... Yeah. I'm we buried time capsules... I think they're, like, for 100 years. They'll probably be completely forgotten about. Sure. Makes sense. School probably won't exist anymore. No. Or at least mine won't. I'm pretty sure one of them already doesn't exist oh, anymore. Oh, sad times. Well, you guys say what's but like, what a cool find it will be for some random person in the future. That is. That, that will be cool. We're just going to Maybe that's what our dogs are doing. Have fun with that, like, kindergarten class Aww. time capsule filled with probably leftover candy. Yeah. We're just going to bury the ZBM. And then maybe in the future when we find it, we won't have to take this mission again. And yeah. Sam will allow that. Yeah. Anything to, like, not have to do this. This yeah. whole time travel thing makes her very nervous. So Jack, again, is thinking that, look, futzing with the timeline just a little tiny bit to save some people. I mean, that can't be bad, right? And no. Sam's like, have you just not been listening to me this entire fucking she, episode? Clearly not at all. She must be so frustrated in them right now. Like, we, shit has to play out. Mm-hmm. No changing. 
Yeah. When None I say no changing, things. I mean you don't just to go kill people because it would change the timeline. That's literally the opposite of what I've been yeah. saying this I'm entire I'm telling time. you, we cannot do like this. <laughs> and now we are introduced to some new characters. Good times. Sort of. Yes. Ish. Fun. Um, I mean, if you want to call Daniel's hair its own character. <laughs> it is. Wowza. It is. Uh, we are introduced to Daniel Jackson, uh-huh. who is teaching English as a second language. Mr. Hairdrapes. With our favorite horrible wig. Uh-huh. Uh, talking, you know, listen, simple greetings, <laughs> introduce yourselves, find a co- common topic of interest, weather is great, <laughs> so we can go ahead and practice, and he calls on one of the students. Oh, and I love this. He stands up and he goes... Hello, my name is Carlos. You make me so hot. I love this so, so much. This is like his, <laughs> this is Carlos's version of my name is Nico Montoya. Uh-huh. You, you killed my father. father. Prepare to, to die. You make me so hot. I, I, he's like. That's bold. It's bold. Carlos, man, Listen, I will give it to you. I mean, Carlos look, is like, I ain't got time to waste. No. Go bold, go home. Yeah. And then just then the door opens. Mm-hmm. Someone wants to talk to Daniel. Some Air Force people. One, Major Davis, who, I'm sorry, one, Major Mustache. It's like everybody in this reality, it's like in this reality, good haircuts were never invented. Nope. It's like uh, Vidal Sassoon was never born. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Um, It's, that mustache should not exist. No. At all. No. Nope. Nope. So at the Department of Aerospace Research, we hear Sam's voice yelling to someone about stole her theories on spin wave technology and the effects of anti-gravity on electromagnetism uh-huh. and even says her pilot quote about how just because her reproductive organs are on their inside instead of the outside and then she's like that is a horrible line no one would say that yeah but she kind of did and uh this version of sam um is is actually not yelling at anyone no just yelling at a chair because she's practicing she's saying she does what we all do yeah she's saying the shit that she wants to say yep but will never actually be able to say. She's just getting it out of her system. And most uh-huh. likely it's directed to the guy who then walks in the room interrupting her. Yeah. Who's a complete jerk face. She just proofreads this guy's work for oh. factual errors. That is her job. God. You are so much better than this Sam. This and, little um, meek Sam. And she does, like Amanda Tapping does this amazing slight shift in oh, her speaking but, speaking patterns. I think it's safe to give out the Tara Award this week. Oh, yeah. Fucking Amanda Tapping. Like, so for the smallest, tiniest little tips <laughs> and, and, and subtle differences yeah. from one Sam to the other, even to like the way the shoulders are rounded, the she, way like, the mouth plays and nervousness. Yeah, it's like this just lack of confidence. It's just all out there for the world to take in. Amanda Tapping, you beautiful genius. You beautiful genius, you. <laughs> this is where I wish I knew like the Amy Poehler lines from Parks and Rec that yeah. she gives to her friend. She's like, you wonderful unicorn. <laughs> I really need to rewatch Parks and Rec. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, she is so fucking amazing in this. I mean, down to uh, also kudos to Wardrobe oh. for both of them oh, in this episode. The hideousness. It's like the perfection. Twist. The things she's wearing are perfect because they're not blatantly ugly. No. It's just, they're just enough to be like oh god i wish i could just give you a quick makeover i'm fairly sure half of that was in my wardrobe as well oh no nixie that's not true uh, sh- sure okay it's, fine sure it's not 
It's just, there's just these tiny little things that it's just so perfectly Listen, bad. You have seen me on a couple days dress in some of these outfits. <laughs> I, I will say you may have one of those pants. Yes. But I love the pants. The, uh, the pants are the most fashionable Yeah, the parts. problem is just the combo. It's like the combination of things. And that is something I've always never been afraid of combining. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> some days I was like, how many colors can I wear today? Oh, boy. <laughs> how many it. textures can I wear today? 73. I mean, you've seen photographic evidence. Oh, yes. Yeah. Some of them I made myself. I've evolved in my... You know, handmadeness. I mean, I love the confidence. Keep doing it. Yep. All right. Where are we? Um, so Mustache Davis comes in with a matter of national security. You can't discuss it here. And asshole man is like, oh, no, I get it. We can talk in our office. (laughs) Fuck off. And Mustache is like, yeah, no, we want to talk to Dr. Carter. Yeah. Well, nobody wants to. Bye. In, In a marina... There's a boat mm-hmm. named Homer. A, a boat that I am surprised is not At underwater. The of yeah. <laughs> marina. Uh huh. The fact that there's not a hole. There probably is a hole and it's just patched. It's duct tape. There's probably a foot of water. But at you the know what it is? There's a keg of beer over yep, the hole. <laughs> probably. Uh, with Fisherman Jack finishing another beer. Mm-hmm. And Jack does recognize Major Samuels, who we have not seen since, like, second season. Yeah. He's actually the person who showed up in the pilot to get Jack. Yeah, wow. And um, Jack is hoping they're there to take a charter boat because he doesn't give a rat's ass about the Pentagon waiting for him or wanting him or anything about him. Oh, boy. This We get the surliest of surly The Jacks. surly, and you know what? I kind of love it. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty great. And, uh... This, this Jack has, like, one and a half L's. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how surly he yep. is. Uh, that, that the, 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 like, there's just, like, a half apostrophe at the end of it. Yeah, like, he's not quite our Jack with two L's. And uh, he also doesn't care that it has to be Jack. Uh, he just heads up to the controls. I'm pretty sure that ladder would fail if he tried to use it. And, <laughs> and motors himself away. Yep. We're motoring. And I'm also going, was there only one rope holding him into that? Probably. Doc? Yeah. That seems to live in a haphazard life. He's a haphazard man living a haphazard life. It's something. So Daniel and Sam are at the SGC, introduce themselves to each other. General Hammond will be with them shortly. And they're super adorably awkward. The, uh, the nerdy one-uppedness uh-huh. of like oh i'm a doctor it's like yeah me too uh-huh. it's like oh astrophysics oh egyptology uh-huh. and it's like it's like a draw by yeah. the end of the conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like no me no me uh-huh. no me no me that's a thing that happens yeah in I'm... another world too i think i would ship them in this world I that's would what ship i mean them. yeah yeah, yeah. In, in this, this world i'm like do it 100 percent ship the two do of them. it yes it would be a beautiful nerdy relationship. i'm okay with it so hammond shows up he's only a one-star general oh i didn't catch that and um whatever dance move amanda tapping does here to get to the chair <laughs> again the awkward amazing like i just fucking love it i mean amanda tapping you are my patronus <laughs> i love you yes 
Uh, Hammond hands, hands them NDAs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Daniel's like, well, what if we don't sign this? He's like, there's the door. And Sam's like, let me sign as fast as I can. I mean, even the way she does that, like the brusqueness uh-huh. with which she like grabs them in, clicks it on. Uh-huh. And then, like, plays the clicker when she's done, like... <laughs> she's yeah. like, I did it, it's done, here, please take this. Uh-huh. It's the... Uh, I delight. understand this level of <laughs> non-self-containment. Well, it's just a complete lack of cool. It's just a complete lack mm-hmm. of cool. I love it. And uh, Daniel also signs a little less enthusiastically. Mm-hmm. Uh, now down to the fun. We're reminded that da- of Daniel's more outside-of-the-norm mm-hmm. theories about... Um, yep. Pyramids, which turned out to be correct. Yes. Uh, and the they. So the plan that they had to putting the ZPM in the tomb worked. Right. Uh, they have found it and a video camera perfectly preserved in a vacuum sealed canopic jar. I love a little picture of with an MRI. I love the word. I love this the this phrase. I don't know if if these are all real words. If a uh-huh. canopic jar is a real oh, thing. Hundred percent. Um, but. It just sounds like a line in a song. It's vacuum sealed in a canopic jar. That's um the canopic jars are when you mummified someone, it's where you put all like the organs in. Ah. And sometimes like there would also be like small cats or something like I that. Like it. I dig it. Yeah. Um just a very cool line. Just very like for uh, you know, there's this, this thing where cellar door it's like in Donnie Darko they talk about oh like the the prettiest phrase in the yeah. English language. Vacuum sealed canopic jar is pretty awesome. Is pretty fucking. It cool. just has this great bounce to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, vacuum sealing things is amazing. It keeps things pr- fresh and preserved for ages. I just saw something. Can you I... vacuum seal me? Yep. Okay. Um, I just saw this, and unfortunately, I'm really sorry. I don't have the exact article, and I cannot remember the specificities mm-hmm. of where they found this. But they recently found yeast, vacuum sealed yeast. They woke it up. And they've baked bread using yeast that's vacuum sealed that's like thousands of years old. Okay, so here's what I want. Yep. I want to take a vacation. Okay. Um, I want to have a nap. And I want you to vacuum seal me so I can get a nap. Like a nice like week-long nap. Okay. And then come out and not have missed any grace. Like there's no degradation to the body. Okay. Everything's still cool. Just vacuum seal. I'm cool. starting a trend. Can we just vacuum seal ourselves every yeah. now and then? I'm sure there's there's health reasons why we shouldn't. I don't yeah, want to there's, I it. mean, there's a few that I can think of immediately. You know, like the whole oxygen thing, whatever. Yeah, Let's that's not, one of the big ones. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. Okay. Okay. So, things are a little different mm-hmm. in this timeline than in ours. Yeah. Um, they change things a little bit. Yes. So, um, including the president. <laughs> Kinsey's the president. I'm unhappy. So Sam and Daniel were brought here not because they found the camera, but because of what's on the camera. Because the sexy versions. Yeah. So we start uh, on the tape is our Daniel Jackson mm-hmm. announcing that he's part of SG-1. They went back in time 5,000 years. Which throws this Daniel Jackson for a loop, going, who, what? Who is that sexy man? What? <laughs> Do you think he sees that and he's like, damn, I'm good looking. Probably. I'm going to cut my hair. 
<laughs> um, and he starts going off on, on current events, which is how we find out Kinsey's president. Mm-hmm. And then our Sam comes on camera. Again, a sexy Sam. Not that, look, not that the existing ones are not. No. But it's like uh, the sexy versions of like, themselves. Like, if I saw a version of me who was, like, ripped, I'd be like, who is Look at is that. that? Yeah. So they start to describe the SGC, mm-hmm. SG-1, the Stargate, when and how we found it. Basically, the past eight seasons in two sentences. Yes. And, uh, it, it, you know, if the first things we mentioned aren't true, they fucked up the timeline. Uh-huh. They have. Yes. And this is a primer on how to find the Stargate and get up and running. Yes. So, then they force Jack on the screen. Who's <laughs> like, look, college football's played on Saturdays, pro football's on Sundays, and there's no fish in my pond. The end by. <laughs> so Hammond turns uh, the video off. Sam and Daniel are like, Stargate time travel! What? Oh, and there's a fourth person on the team. He's an alien. Don't worry. We're not going to show you him. This is fine. They searched the coordinates they gave for the Stargate, and there was nothing there. The place had been uh, excavated in 1934 by Dr. Langford. Dr. Catherine's dad. And they've, uh, they found nothing but a tablet there that no one's been able to translate. It's in, it's written in Danielese. It's written, exactly. It's written in (laughs) Danielese, suspiciously. Yeah. So in the commissary, Sam is having coffee when Daniel comes in. They are completely overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Sam goes off about theory of time travel and how it can be fluid, and Daniel's eyes glaze over. <laughs> so I want to notice something. It changes because we see the cafeteria again later. But in this episode, yeah. you see out of focus Jello in the background, uh-huh. but there's no blue Jello. But- there is later, yep. but there is not right in the second. And well, for yeah. a minute, I was worried. The difference is, is that they don't. They only have blue jello once a week. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was worried that in this world, blue was, jello didn't exist. Blue jello doesn't exist. That's no. the biggest crime they could do. I mean, also the fact that they didn't do that is a missed opportunity. Okay, I'm done. Um, so Daniel is was more overwhelmed, less by like the Stargate time travel stuff, but more about the other team, the other thems. Mm-hmm. Like the feeling that he was destined for something more and more fulfilling than a the 9 to 5 desk I'm job. Sexy. And I'm like, just saying 9 to 5 desk jobs can be super fulfilling for people. Uh, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, it just always felt that this, that his life was wrong. No, I'm with Daniel on this. Uh, some of us are not built to sit still oh 100 percent. some no, of no, us no. are not built for that life 100 percent. no that yeah. I, I completely agree i'm just saying some people are fulfilled by a nine to oh, five. Oh yeah and there's nothing wrong with that but these two people are not yes and and so and and i think there's a difference between doing it and and that's that's your life and this is what you're what you want versus yeah. being scared to go for the life that you want yes and then putting yourself in the nine to five yeah um, Sam tries to cover, but it's clear she feels the same. Ugh. Um, but they can change things. They can find the Stargate. And Sam's like, listen, even if we find the Stargate, like, they're not gonna let us join some elite team of intergalactic space heroes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, it's so hard to see the Sam because the other, the Sam that we know from the different timeline knows her worth. Yeah. And she's like, fuck you, I am the shit, this is what I do. Yeah. This is who I am. Um, it's a nice little lesson in self-reflection. Like, know your worse. But I also think that... I think there's a difference. This Sam may still be highly involved with the SGC. Mm-hmm. May become, like, head scientist or do all the research. Sure. 
but may not be there there are fundamental changes between these characters yeah so that this sam may not necessarily want to be going through the stargate going on adventures front line but may still be cool with being head of research or something like that here you know have clearly have the intelligence to do that i suspect that she's just scared to want it well i'm i'm curious as to what the what the changes were mm-hmm that that led to these i think yeah. well she main, never went to the military well and that's the thing so i think i think for daniel the future this version of daniel i think hinges mainly on the fact that he did not meet Catherine. Lambert. right right i think the, the daniel we know uh-huh. without meeting Catherine, that's unfortunately that's where it's he would have ended up yeah but sam sam was more than just not being involved in the stargate program sure and I wonder if, I wonder what the the key hinge difference was for her life. Oh, I imagine it has to do with her dad. I imagine, I imagine either it has something to do with her dad, mm-hmm. or maybe it's that her mother never died. That's what I mean. Like, something in the family dynamic doesn't happen the way it did before. Yeah. Um, this Sam is comfortable in safety. Yes. Which means she's been safe in her life. Yeah. Which, which supports your point like maybe her mom didn't die so the other sam was forced to go into the uncomfortable her mom died she was forced to be like this is what it is this is how it goes so things are going to be uncomfortable you might as well do the things that you like the the other option it's either her her mom never died Mm -hmm. or somehow in 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 whatever changes in this um jacob never joined the military oh that would be weird because if Jacob never joined the military, I don't she... think Sam would ever have joined the Air Force. Right. Oh, so weird. So I think her. I think the main hinge difference for this version. Or of maybe Sam, her brother was different because she was always kind of there because her brother yeah. didn't do the things. So, but I think I think the main difference in this is less. Again, the 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 influence on both of them was someone else in their lives uh-huh. affecting them. Yeah. Um, which I do find a very interesting take on this um but i think for sam it was it was something with her parents yeah i'm for it there's a family dynamic that happens Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'm cool with that but i still i also love the concept that the 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 hinge point Mm -hmm. for both of their lives was not necessarily a choice that they're made they made as much it was the influence of someone else on their sure. life is what veered them in a different direction. Or made them choose a different path. Yeah. That's fair. Because that's the thing. It's like Daniel could have met Catherine and chosen not to follow the path. 100%. But it's, yeah. Uh, anyway. But I think either way, once you meet Catherine, Daniel is going to be hooked. I think Daniel is waiting for the chance. And that's what this is proving to be. Yeah. That's why he's like, no, 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 wait a minute. This yeah, is yeah. our chance. Yeah. Uh, I think he was just waiting for for fate to and knock I think, on his And door. I think Sam's difference is a much deeper... It's more of like, this is cool, this is what I'm going to do. There's no waiting for something else to come. Yeah. Um, whereas Daniel, no matter which timeline, seems to be waiting for the chance mm-hmm. to be something great. So Daniel is deep in research in the lab on, on base, and he's mm-hmm. watching the tape again, watching himself, you know, talking about the gate dialing system, the point of origin, address of Chulak, home address. Oh, yeah, and let me finally tell you the reason we fucking went back in right. time. Right, let's and spend all this, this goddamn time. Right you start the there. We're running out of battery for. <sighs> Good job, Daniel. I mean, come on. 
<sighs> so it runs at a time. Can't tell why the ZP, the ZPM is important. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wouldn't you rehearse this? Like bullet points? Like, wouldn't you rehearse this and be like, okay, let's run through it. How are we going to do this? Well, the whole thing is, the whole thing is like, here we're saying all this in case the future is not as we left it. But still, maybe talk about the ZPM first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ultimate reason we're here is for this. Yeah. Also, here's proof of why you should follow what uh-huh. we're saying. Blech. Also, maybe instead of putting this on the tape recorder, maybe write it down and put it in the canopic jar with the tape recorder. That's true. That's an option. On some Myth. papyrus or something? Yeah. Well, maybe that's why the Daniel tablet becomes a thing. <sighs> so, <laughs> Hammond comes in and, and remarks on, on timing of things, and they found the ZPM, and scientists are poring over it. Mm-hmm. But this tablet, it's almost like the person who wrote it knew all of Daniel's research. Mm, fancy time. It talks about there is an uprising five years after SG-1 got there. And so they, they waited rose- five fucking years. Yep. Yowza. They rose up against Ra, he left in a great flying ship, took the Stargate with him, but it also makes reference to a second Stargate here on Earth. Yay. He hasn't finished the translation yet. Also, Daniel wants to join the expedition to find the second gate, and Hammond's like, About that. Yeah, why don't we make that decision when we come to it? I'm not cool with this. I mean, I know it is what it is, but I'm not cool with it. I think he should be allowed to go. I think he should be heavily guarded. Yeah. I don't think he should be unchaperoned. No. But his fucking face is in the video. His face is in the video. I, listen, I do believe Daniel should go. But also, I'm also with Hammond at the very end of this, who's like, yeah, you guys aren't trained in any way, shape for any of this stuff. I I think they need their brains there, and that's where the heavily guard comes in. And I think they're like, yeah, we use your brains here at the SGC. I think going Antarctica is completely different than going through the Stargate. Right. 100%. But they won't even let them go to Antarctica. That's what I'm saying. 100% should be able to go to Antarctica, look for the gate. Maybe maybe not on the first trip through the Stargate. Sure. Maybe on those ones that we secured. I'll give you that. But safe. the problem is there's a complete dismissal. Oh, 100%. And yeah. that I'm not okay with. Yeah. Especially from Hammond. The Hammond that we know would not have been so dismissive. But again, I don't know if this is the Hammond we know. God damn it, all these assholes. I know. Okay. I mean, look at how Renault's has changed. Blah. Okay, I'm done. So Sam is eating Blue Jello in the commissary mm-hmm. on Blue Jello Day. Uh, and Daniel's like, yep, they're going to shut us out. Yep. And he does know where the second gate is. Yay. He has translated enough. He's keeping it secret, but Good it's somewhere job. in Antarctica. Get crafty. Um, which is big, Sam correctly points out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, latitude and longitude are hard to put into hieroglyphics. Meaning that other Daniel didn't also know how to do with that. Because um, and, and Sam doesn't really know why she's around here anymore. She's not really useful. Daniel is. And Daniel's like, no, we're a team and we stick together. I love this. We just need someone who can go to bat for us. Someone they can't say no to. Cut to the smelliest man on TV. <laughs> you know he doesn't smell good. No, he does not. Yeah. <laughs> smells like old fish guts. Uh-huh. And beer. And old beer. It's like beer. Old shitty it's beer. It's like not beer like a glass of beer. It's like when beer seeps from yeah. your pores beer. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they, they make it to the home where they introduce themselves. Jax is like, do you want a tour? Are you a couple? And and Sam starts, like, at the first mention of military, Jax turns off. I don't yeah. care. Not interested. God damn it, Jack. They just want some time you to talk to You stubborn motherfucker He's... in every reality. Yep. 
And, and Jack's like, you can talk. It's 150 bucks an hour to rent the boat. They're like, we don't want to go. Don't care if you want to go anywhere. It's 150 Pay bucks me. to rent the boat. Pay me to talk to me. Cut to them and like. See, to me, that shows that he is interested. Oh, 100%. Look. But you're going to have to pay Jack me. is interested. Jack wants to go on this thing. He is already there. The fact that he gives them any opportunity onto this boat. True. That means he's already on board. Um. Don't. Yeah. Some, I, little, some little bit. I don't think he's convinced enough to go with them. But he's at least like, I'm intrigued. The, the, Let yeah. me see your flyer. A, a Jack who truly doesn't care wouldn't even give them this. Yeah, he still needs to make money to live though too. That's fair. Yeah. I, like, he's like he's he's intrigued enough to see their newsletter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. At the very least. Sure. So cut to them and life preservers telling Jack about all this stuff with time travel. Oh, we're gonna go we're gonna go back in time. We're gonna go pick up an alien. Yep. And and Jack is sitting there with this fishing pole and rod, which is a giant mess. Uh-huh, That's uh-huh. gonna take a while to fix. Good times. And and we're gonna chase change the past to save the future. Jack, are are you listening? Are you listening, Jack? He's like trying not to. Doing my best to not give a shit. They're like, just watch the tape and decide for yourself. Yeah. And Jack has decided. Oh look, time's up. Time to time to go or give me more money. If he weren't so stubborn, he would understand that he already gives a shit. I don't know if his watch necessarily works by the way he shakes it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and Daniel asks if he ever thought there might be something more out there for him, more than this, and he gestures around. And and Jack looks around, kind of unconvinced. No. Again, this is all just coming from a like a person who's a little hurt still, living in this pain that he's in. I mean, this is this is someone who had never who started with the grief of losing his son and went downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but Daniel's like, look, we're a team, and we saved the world several times. Before like, bedtime. Yeah. Okay. In 45-minute sure. increments. You betcha. Yeah. He yeah, goes we do. Full. Full Minnesotan. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam can't believe that she wasted her freaking flyer miles on this. Yeah, motherfucker. And you know she's, like, safeguarded those. Uh-huh. Like she squirreled them away for something. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and no, no, Sam cannot take her life vest off until she's off the boat. Yeah. And we that somehow these two make it into a comedy scene. I do love her pulling that. Although I've been there, Sam. Like I've been there where the life vest yeah. is like, why is this thing so difficult? Uh huh. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no worries, eh? Jack calls after them. God damn it. And then ponders. Yeah, cause he's already invested. Well, you gotta act like a dick about it. Back I'm mad at him. Can you tell? I can tell. I'm so mad at him. Back at the SGC, uh, they have no idea where they're being led. Um, but Major Mustache says that they're being showed something else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a time ship. The time ship. They're assuming. It's a puddle jumper. It was uncovered near the tomb with the tape. And Let's see the time ship again. <laughs> they head inside and look around. It's not operational yet or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yes, the tape did mention the ATA gene, and uh, Jack has it. Yes. And right as they're about to touch the DHD panel, we hear a familiar voice yell out, Don't touch anything. Oh, look at this. Just when you thought McKay could not get more arrogant. <laughs> somehow, he's, it's just heightened. It is Dr. Rodney McKay, lead scientist on the project. Oh, of course. And after seeing Sam barely acknowledges Daniel's presence. Uh, bleh. Sam already is really 
really wigged out. I love that in any timeline, Sam's like, no. Nope. No. I'm noping you. Uh, and Sam is like, did you try to dial the, the yeah. gate address that was from the tape? And he's like, why would we? Of course we fucking did that. Yeah. Again, jerk face. Why you gotta be a jerk we face? We tried it a few times. Nothing happened. Hmm. And still, McKay gives no shits about Daniel. Partly because he's an archaeologist and partly because he's not Sam. Uh-huh. And he loves the whole sexy librarian thing going on. He's so gross. He's, so gross. he's just so gross. And then and then it gets grosser. Uh, he's like, uh, why don't I take you out to lunch? No, They're having no, no, lemon no. chicken. No, and no, no, no. actually goes down for the ass grab. I'm, I'm surprised he still has. It's not even a subtle ass grab either. No, this would have been physical bodily harm. Yeah. On from from our Sam, uh huh. Like he would be missed. Your fingers would be broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yowza. Also, question, question for you. Uh huh. Ponder this. I'd like to know your response. Is it just alternate McKay that doesn't have a lemon allergy, or does R McKay not actually have a lemon allergy? Oh, R McKay does not have any kind of allergies. (laughs) R McKay is. I had a friend. uh, Not a friend. I had a coworker like this, and I hated it. She would say, we would go somewhere, because, you know, you go to lunch sometimes in groups, and she would ask for a sandwich without tomatoes, and she's like, I'm allergic to them. Yeah. And it's like, you can just fucking ask for no tomatoes. Yeah. And she's like, well, no, nobody ever listens, so I have to say I'm allergic. I'm like, no, you can just ask for no tomatoes. Because if they're on there, you can just take them off. Because you're being unkind to these people. They're going completely out of their way because you want to be a dick and feel that you're the most important person in the room. Yeah. And that's who McKay is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just say you can't you you would like to not have them and give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, well, it's it's also one of those things. It's like tomato is something. It's a little bit easier to make sure it's not in a sure, dish. Yeah, like lemon. I can see why you may need to specify. Hey, is there lemon in that? Yeah. I mean, when it's called lemon chicken, maybe that's a little. Maybe obvious, just don't but, order the lemon chicken. Yeah. But I mean, some other marinades and stuff. Sure. I can see a little bit more. Hey, is there lemon in the marinade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just pretty sure McKay is not allergic. I think he's just very self-important. I think McKay maybe. Here's what here's what I imagine happened. Okay. McKay at one point ate some bad food that had lemon in it. Uh huh. Got maybe a little bit of food poisoning. It's probably not even the lemon that he doesn't and like. And has now determined that he's allergic to lemon. Yeah, I like I like that. That's probably true. Later that day, Sam's able to escape and finds Daniel in the hallway. Um, but Sam has a thought. It's a thought that Sam has had before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they do the old fine small earthquakes on Earth while the gate's being dialed trick. Crazy how that's a thing. I believe, I believe the way they first did it in, um, in, uh, in, in, oh, Solitudes was, was, you know, when you, di- when you dial your home number, what you get? Oh, right. <laughs> the busy signal. <laughs> so now they have a new bargaining chip. Mm-hmm. In the briefing room, two of them want to see General Hammond. Mustache is like... Yeah, you tell me what you got, and I'll see if you can talk to Major Hammond. How dare you? To General Hammond, I mean. Mm-hmm. And um, they tell him anyway. Yeah. They followed the Earth Tremors. See, would you have told him? No. I wouldn't have told him at all. No. I would have told him some lie. Yeah. That sounded just as good. Yeah. Or I would have said, yeah, some other, like, BS. Go in there knowing that. Yeah. Go in there knowing that you're not going to give all... Don't show him all your cards. He, they showed him all the cards. Ah, the worst. Um, so... You dialed the address eight times. Well, there was eight small earthquakes in the same location, 50 miles outside McMurdo. Bum, That's where the second gate is. Is that worth bugging General Hammond about? He's like, yep, 
Bye. Yeah, I'm taking this and putting my name on it. So a short bit later, probably a couple days, Sam and Daniel are walking through the gate room uh, to meet Hammond. And we can see the Stargate being lowered in, hive of activity, moving in, construction. The gate room's a little bit different. And there's a Mr. Deloise with a clipboard. <laughs> I miss the Deloise. I always miss the Deloise. super obvious Deloise. God, I'm the worst. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're supposed to be watching Sam and Daniel. That's the thing is I think I get very invested yeah. in the, I get tunnel vision. Well, and I'm also someone who's like, oh, Deloise is, is directing this. Let yeah, me yeah, yeah. Let me Deloise. look for a Deloise. Yeah. Um, and uh, the gate was exactly where they said it would be. Mm-hmm. And they're in their country owes them a debt of gratitude. Uh, the SGC is... Fuck you, pay me. <laughs> That's uh, what I want to say. The SGC isn't done um, with this project, but Sam and Daniel are. And mm. there's planes waiting Mm-mm. to go back home. Mm-mm. And they're nope. like, no, 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 you're, you're assembling teams. Yep. And it should be us because we're on the tape. Uh-huh. And Hammond's sorry, but like neither one of them possesses training or qualifications to go through the gate. That's just the way it is. <sighs> Don't like this part. And the episode oh. ends with sad faces watching the gate settle into place. Not okay with this. How dare you misrepresent and dismiss our Sam and Daniel. Not happy. Um, this needs to change. And we're going to fix it. Okay. And they're going to have to come crawling back to our Sam and Daniel and being like, please, please, mea culpa. Help <laughs> me, help me, help me. You're our only hope. Help me, <laughs> Daniel and Sam Noby. <laughs> You're our only hope. <laughs> I, it sucks. This this sucks. And I just are so Sammy frustrated. Sam Yes. But hopefully, you know, they're very smart and yeah. hopefully they find some other trick up their sleeve. Okay. Okay. Is that your prediction? Yes. And the, the other episode? prediction is that they are the ones that actually started the rebellion in ancient Egypt. Okay. It's, they absolutely did. <laughs> they got tired of fucking waiting. They're like, it's been five oh, weeks. Our, our team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah They're yeah. like, I'm done. This is how it was supposed to be. We know that this happened. We're going to do this. <laughs> We're going to do it. Yeah. That's that's my other prediction. Awesome. Uh, let's get on with it. Alrighty. <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm really loving this. So right. next next week, obviously, we're doing Mobius Part 2. Yes! And I then like we'll it. be jumping over to The Siege <sighs> in Atlantis. We're going to jump in a puddle jumper. Yep. And jump on some puddles over to the... Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, I really, really dig the way this is going. Uh, no countdowns yet, because I want to see how the episode Yeah, ends. we definitely... For, next week, we'll, we'll definitely have the... Um, the, the This season. Yes. And if we... We're at least going to have the season... And and we may do uh, the the top overall. Maybe don't soon. quote me. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. that yeah. may need some extra thought. I mean, we're eight yeah, seasons yeah, yeah. in, so that 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 needs thought. Okay. Oh, guys. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Find us at Facebook at There's No Place Like Terra. Um, email us at There's No Place Like Terra at gmail dot com. Patreon dot com slash There's No Place Like Terra. Rate us, like us, review us, etc. Ah, uh, we'll see you next week with Mobius Part Two. Bye. Less ice cream spike. <laughs>